Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Web Uncovered. This is our daily, I'm sorry, our weekly radio show that we produce every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time uh, to discuss uh, any number of matters, uh, issues, trips, te- uh, t- trips and techni- techniques. <laughs> I'm stumbling heavily here at the beginning of the program. Um, regarding social media and uh, all, all things uh, regarding the social media landscape here. Uh, last week, we had an opportunity to discuss uh, a number of issues. One in particular was the conversation prism, which we had posted up on our website, thewebuncovered.com. Uh, the conversation uh, prism is a really pretty interesting and phenomenal achievement by the uh, social media experts Brian Solis and Jesse Thomas. Uh, essentially, what the conversation prism is a visual representation of the various categories and websites associated with social media or, or the social media landscape. Uh, so we went into some uh, some detail. We still have uh, that posted on our website, so please feel free to review that. But um, you know, moving forward this week, I think we are going to open up the discussion uh, to search engine optimization. Uh, search engine optimization, I'm not sure. I mean, I, I'm, I'm an insider as far as SEO is concerned. Um, you, you know, so uh, the terminology itself essentially means, you know, the, the art, the art form and science behind uh, pushing your website and your content to the top of search engines. Uh, because when it boils to it, you know, showing up on the, you know, the 12th listing of Google, essentially, which would be the second page of Google, uh, versus showing up number eight through, you know, number one through eight or ten uh, on the first page is a phenomenal difference. I mean, so if you run a business, you get a small business, um, whatever it may be that you're, you're trying to draw attention to and drive traffic to your website, uh, you know, the, the difference can be tenfold. And, and I've watched that uh, on many, many occasions with the various websites I've been involved with from a uh, search engine optimization standpoint. Um, <clears throat> there's a number of key, uh, you know, I'm sorry, key tools and uh, resources out there that we'll discuss over the course of the program. Um, I do feel this is definitely very relevant to social media. Uh, you know, the, essentially all of the websites that we have available to, to us uh, at our fingertips it's really all about creating content. You know, if, if you're just creating content, uh, you know, from a social standpoint, maybe it doesn't make as big a deal to you because you're really just out there, uh, you know, sharing your thoughts, feelings, et cetera, with the world. Uh, but from a business standpoint, to uh, you know, be able to share content that is relevant and up to date uh, is exceptionally important to your business. Um, so. Uh, <clears throat> that being said, I'm, I'm curious. Uh, well, actually, let, let me uh, introduce you folks here uh, today. I've got with me uh, a couple of my favorite folks to be on the radio with. Uh, Mildred Tassone, a small business and marketing communications consultant. How you doing there, Mildred? Hi, how's it going? Great, thanks for joining us. And I also have Rick Rovigno, a technology industry expert. Uh, formerly a radio talk show host uh, and also a technical analyst for PC Magazine. How you doing there, Rick? Great. Thanks for having me again this evening. Good, good. Good to have you guys. Um, so, you know, I'll just kind of uh, open it up here. You know, how familiar with, are either of you with the tools uh, and techniques associated with search engine optimization? Well, I, I'd like I'd like to start off because I have a case study. Um, And while I'm familiar with the concepts, I think the landscape has changed so radically within the past 
um, <clears throat> four to six months with Facebook and uh, all the, the links to everything and the pages. And mm-hmm. and I think at this point, um, the the questions I have are: I have uh, a web page. Uh, you have your meta tags. You have your keywords. Industry. Mm-hmm. Some industry research says to put text on the bottom. Okay. So you mm-hmm. have that. So my first question is: Should you have the same text for each set of pages? Okay. Mm-hmm. But okay. I'm not done. Um, but so then, you know, you do you have variety? What and how do do links to YouTube, links um, to Facebook, um, uh, different other social medias? How does that affect the search engine process? A hmm. uh, number of great questions um, <clears throat> to uh, to answer a couple of them here. Uh, I'll answer all of them. <laughs> um, but uh, starting with meta tags, uh, essentially what a meta tag is, for those that don't know, is something that kind of shows up within the HTML code itself uh, that uh, you, don't, you don't necessarily see on the front end of the page. There's a meta tag for keywords, which, uh, which is not seen at all by the public eyes. It's seen by the spiders. Uh, Google spiders will go and uh, you know, essentially those are located at the top of your, uh, of your code. So it's one of the first things that they're going to see. There's also a description meta tag, which is what will show up in the Google listings underneath the name of your, uh, underneath the name of your page. And then your uh, title tag, your title meta tag, is what shows up as the highlighted blue uh, phrase at the top uh, of the Google listings there. So those, uh, you know, you're absolutely right. There's a little bit of debate as to, you know, what the what the value of those are to these days. And uh, SEO best practices still dictate that you maintain your keyword tags. Um, let me jump to one of your other questions here, which is uh, content and your consistency of meta tags versus, you know, keywords that you have, keyword phrases that you're trying to optimize for within your page itself. Um, <clears throat> essentially. Every page that you build out on your website should be focused on maybe two or three keyword phrases that you, uh, that you are trying to target and drive traffic towards. Okay, um, <clears throat> the more content, the more subject matter that you cover on a single page of content, uh, essentially the more you're diluting your your message. Okay, um, so what you want to keep in mind is your meta tags ought to support a keyword. So let's say we're talking about. Um, <clears throat> Search engine optimization. We're a, we're a, uh, we're a web marketing agency, and uh, we've got a web page regarding uh, search engine optimization. One of the pages on our site, you know, the title tag ought to be search engine optimization. You see that in the upper right, sorry, upper left-hand corner of your browser window. <clears throat> then you've got uh, uh, header tags, uh, head tags, H1, H2, H3 tags. Won't go into too much detail about that, but essentially those are the various headers for each of your paragraphs within your single page. That ought to also be search engine optimization if that's the keyword phrase we're focusing on. Then you have to develop some content that uh, that essentially um, is about your you know is about your subject matter here, but your keyword density needs to be such that. Uh, search engine optimization, the specific phrase itself is repeated on multiple occasions throughout. 
Um, and, uh, you know, densities, we can go into that some other time, but uh, that's some pretty heavy stuff there. Uh, so, you know, first question, meta tags, yes, essential. You need to have those. Second question, do you reiterate those throughout your page? Absolutely. Um, you had mentioned, Mildred, something about putting uh, information at the bottom of a page. And occasionally yes, you'll still Sure. Uh, you know, occasionally you'll still see, uh, you know, people that have a whole bunch of keywords lodged at the bottom of the page, and maybe they kind of blend into the background a little bit. Most practice called keyword stuffing, and it's more or less very much frowned upon um, <clears throat> by Google and the search engines. Um, I, to be honest with you, I haven't seen it um, too heavily, uh, you know, enforced and disciplined. But at the same time, it's just it, it looks spammy, and uh, you know, and most people would I think agree with me at this point. Um, you know, what I've seen, I've, in, in the years I've been doing this, people will actually, and, my, and, and I wouldn't recommend this, but people will actually uh, write the text that they mm -hmm. want, the theme. I'm, I call it a theme the way, the way you were describing it to the page. Sure. And there are specific key words that will bring the engine there. Some people will take those words and type them in throughout. The, the whole page will be full of letters. Oh, yeah. Uh, Absolutely. But only... Black, only a certain amount of the of the black letters. Well, the problem the problem with that is, although you've now said it 50 times on the page, and yeah, it's going to come up great for the first couple of searches, the first couple of days. The spiders uh -huh. that do the searching from Google are intuitive and intelligent enough to say this is not a legitimate price. This is not the legitimate way of going about getting the content of your page. Right. They want right. intelligent content returned from their results. So when people are cheating, they actually pick that up. So putting things mm -hmm. on the bottom of the page, or I'm not saying that's that's not a good thing. I'm just you know if you go to an invisible text or some some other uh, some other feature of, of your of your of your page or whatever it is you're putting out, uh, it, it will mm -hmm. it, it could be a, a negative influence on the on the search engine. So watch watch what you set up there. Yeah. So um, now going with those guidelines, if how does a blog influence it, a blog inserted on the page? Um, I'm trying to get a sense for is it, do you get a bigger response from a search engine to do, for example, a blog talk radio show and then write a comment in the, on the blog talk radio blog does, because that has some, uh, such a large audience, does that have a bigger impact uh, then, if you wrote um, on your a, a blog that then was on your web page, and mm -hmm. that you posted on Facebook. Yeah, uh, I have a whole bunch of thoughts running around my head right now. You make up a couple of great points. I mean, uh, you know, one in particular is, uh, you know, Google essentially is looking at your domain, uh, you know, as you know, it's basically weighing out the relevance of your domain. So if you're a brand new website and it's a brand new domain, there's not, they're not really going to weigh it as, you know, hey, this is a site that we need to throw all the way to the top of the search engine because, you know, it's loaded with keywords, you know. Um, you really have to earn your keep, uh, you know, in the search engines, and it's going to take a little bit of time to get up there to begin with. Um, so you mentioned um, posting information, in particular text on Blog Talk Radio site about our, uh, you know, about this show that we're doing right now. Well, that is actually, you know, the Blog Talk Radio site is much better established uh, than a, than maybe one of our personal websites. 
um, simply because of its, its size and how long it's been around and how many inbound links, uh, which is something we'll talk about in a minute here, uh, that are going into the site. Uh, those are all basically a measure of relevance. And so that information and content that is posted there on uh, Blog Talk Radio is going to be indexed much more frequently and given a much higher level of priority than, say, content from a brand new website. At the same time, um, <clears throat> content is king, and as uh, Mildred put it to me yesterday, content is queen in her vision, <laughs> which I appreciate that as well. Um, and and uh, we're, we're both absolutely right, because uh, the more content and the more frequently you write it and the more frequently you post it and the more places that you post it, the better. And the more links that you have driving that traffic that find your, your content, regardless of whether it's on Blog Talk Radio, um, maybe you go to uh, you know, a technology-related blog and you have a technology-related business or product or service, uh, and maybe you leave a comment on someone else's blog, and it's appropriate you know, to say, and by the way, you know, my website is, um, that's not always appropriate in all occasions, but it is a link back to your site. It's a way for people to, you know, to see your comment about a specific subject and maybe, you know, from the end user standpoint, weigh out whether or not, uh, you know, you're an intelligent enough person, to, you know, for them to come to for their particular needs uh, and then drive that traffic back. Um, so, you know, from a from a content standpoint, you can't go wrong putting new content online. However, you can very much, uh, you know, take a measured approach as to where you put it, uh, what you say, and uh, always ensuring whenever possible that you have a link going back to your website uh, and the content that you're trying to promote. So this, I hope that answers uh, uh, a couple yeah, of those questions. Yeah, no, there. no, yeah, because it also brings up because uh, I'm trying to evaluate. You, you have X amount of hours per week mm -hmm. to post content if you look at it okay. like that. Yeah. So, and <laughs> you know, where do you spend the time now? If you post something on Blog Talk Radio that goes on to Facebook. Um, you know, how does the Facebook with search engines fit in if you have a page? Do you have any idea sure. on that? Well, that's another very good question because I, I would say that for the most part, and, and please if I'm incorrect, somebody uh, call in, let us know, but um, most of the content on Facebook is uh, is not indexed by Google because a lot of times you need to be a member, you need to uh, you need to have a profile in order to view other people's content, so that's not going to be publicly available. Um, <clears throat> that, but the pages, the pages are. The pages, the pages okay, great. Public. The pages are. So, so that being said, yeah, I mean, you know, think about the relevance of, of Facebook to the search engines, to Google. Uh, so that content, uh, I'm certain, is updated on a very regular basis, and uh, I think it has a lot of relevance. Um, so I, I think you're, you're very much on to something. Um, <clears throat> now, let me just uh, mention something because I, we had talked earlier about, uh, about links, and uh, Mildred, you had asked uh, if links going out to YouTube videos and out to various other sites uh, are of any relevance, and my answer to that is an explicit no. They really don't care where you're linking to. But if you have a website that is linking back to your website, that's what's known as a reciprocal link. Uh, and it's the inbound links into your site that have the most value. And 
Um, again, you know, I'm going to kind of take this conversation maybe a little more technical than we need to, um, but I would highly recommend everybody out, go out there and go to Google's website and type in Google Page Rank, P-A-G-E Rank, and uh, it give you an explanation of what that means. Essentially, that's a measure of relevance uh, of a given website in a scale from one to ten. The more <clears throat> the more inbound links that you have from your site, I'm sorry, to your website and to your content from, uh, you know, from other websites with a high page rank, which can be anywhere from three, four, five. Uh, I mean, a page rank of six is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, a page rank of nine is nearly unheard of. There's only a, you know, a very select uh, group of uh, folks that fit into that category, and I think there's probably only one with a 10, and that would be Google themselves. Uh, but any inbound links coming from a website with a high page rank is going to have a tremendous value on your site. So let's do let's. So if I put if I put our a website like in the blog, I mention the website whether it's a group or whatever. If it's a mm -hmm. link in there. That's where the, that's where the payback is. Right, payback absolutely. Your site. Okay. That's exactly right. Yeah, absolutely right. So it's a you know it's an outside source. It's outside of your domain, um, and uh, you know that that link pointing back to the domain that you want to draw attention back to the page, the specific page, in fact, um, is what has real relevance. Um, you know, there's a lot of debate about you know and. Uh, you know, the more is it is it more links the better, or is it fewer with higher page rank? You know, it's obviously you know some mix of the two. Um, you know, my recommendation is just go out there and, and get as many uh, inbound links as you can, um, but but with a little bit of um, you know a little bit of thought about uh, where those uh, you know where those links are are coming from. Because um, Rick. Yeah, Rick and I were talking about um, blogging and where to where to do some of this, and you know, because he's focusing on his LinkedIn profile. But it almost seems like that it would be a good idea, Rick, for you to blog on the um, uh, the Web Uncovered blog. Don't you think? Sure, I think that's a great idea. I mean that might give you a, with a link to your blog or somehow a link to your site or your LinkedIn profile. That would be the one to get the higher rankings, right, Ryan? Isn't that what we're saying? That well, essentially what we're saying is, yeah, get inbound links <clears throat> to your site from wherever they wherever they must come from. Um, you know, and so you're right. It makes sense to maybe leave a comment on a, a blog about something that uh, that you like, and see if it's possible to get a link, you know, in that post back to your website. There are a lot of um, forums and uh, blog comments that filter URLs out. Uh, you know, some blogs it's you know it's, a, it's an absolute faux pas, but in others it is uh, completely acceptable. Um, another, you know, another, uh, you know, I guess thing within this arena that I'll mention is, uh, you know, directory business directory listings. And I mean, there must be a million business directory listings out there, whether they're uh, general 
for their niche business listings and so forth, but uh, virtually all of them are free, and really all you need to do is you know sign in, create a username, and pre create a profile, and um, you know create a description about your uh, about your website or your you know product or service that. Um, you know that is, that is relevant to your viewers. Uh, that is relevant to the search engines, and then you and then you create a, you know a nice uh, keyword phrase laden description about your site, and of course a link back to your website as well. And that counts as one in, you know new inbound link into your website. Um, so this is obviously you know a, a technique that uh, that I've employed uh, with some uh, pretty pretty significant success. Um, you know, and as far as business listings are concerned, I've you know, I mean, I've outsourced that to, you know, uh, you know, small-time developers that uh, you know charge ten bucks an hour to, you know, to uh, you know drive uh, a number of inbound links back into my site, and it's very effective. Mm. No, so, go ahead. Go ahead. Statistics uh, when it comes to searching. Um, you know, one of the key things in, in making sure you can optimize what you're going to, you know, obviously that's what it's all about, SEO, um, mm -hmm. is how many words, how how far does somebody actually read in to a search? Uh, right. You know, the average uh, person will read somewhere between 250 and 300 words uh, a minute. Uh, the, the take is, uh, at least the normal rule of thumb, is that they're not going to read much beyond the first page. So if you want to make sure, if you want to optimize whatever, whatever it is, you, whether it's your blog or whatever it's going to be, you have to um, try and get yourself into that first page. Google offers some great tools for doing what we're talking about uh, yeah. to see where you're coming up in there and how can I improve it, there, you know, uh, just as one. I mean, I'm saying Google because you know, they're, they're like the, you know, they're, they're the leaders in this. What they offer is amazing. Uh, but it's uh, it's really important to, to really to set up that right you know that way. To, That's so right. You come in in the first page. If you if you're coming in the second or third, it might be okay. But I'm going to uh -huh. say eighty percent of the people aren't going to turn that first page. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, I think when it comes to um, you know our, our even my own uh, you know searching habits, I mean I, I'm extremely fickle when it comes to finding what I want because you know more often than not there's. 10, 15, 20, 100 people that provide the service or you know, information that I'm looking for, and you know if that page is loading slow and if, if it doesn't tell me what I want to hear in the first, you know, first paragraph of information, I'm I'm off to the you know off to the next listing in no time. Yeah, you know there are there are ways. What it comes down to today, and it wasn't there a few years ago, and it's all because of Ask. I, I credit Ask with this. Uh, it mm. used to be you come in, you do a search for a word. Today, you go in and you search, even if you're on Google, you search mm -hmm. for a sentence. And as you're working your right. way up the words, it's down below. And you're seeing you're seeing what other people have searched for. So yeah. um, that that's important. Opening it up, the bullying, the whole concept of how you're going to search, makes finding you that much better. And when you come to setting up that theme, you know, if you have that brand recognition, that theme that somebody knows you for, right, if they search for it, that's going to make you come up. So that's a real good item to push when I want, you know, if you want to get yourself up uh, on that search list. Uh, it's a, I think it's a excellent point. It's really, it's really more about, um, you know, getting your head around what are the phrases that people are searching for. I mean, how do you, you know, you think about how you how you do your own searches and the types of things that you. You know that you, you type in. 
Um, <clears throat> let me mention a couple of, uh, of resources that I use that I, I think uh, that I've used from you know years ago to, to now that uh, have always been very relevant to me. One in particular is uh, the Word Tracker keyword suggestion tool. So what I can do is I can go in there, uh, and, you know, and literally all you have to do is do a Google, word, uh, Google search for Word Tracker free is what I just typed in here, and it comes up the first uh, listing. Um, and um, I mean, it's just a, it's a wonderful tool that allows you to type in, you know, part of a keyword, maybe just one word of a phrase, and you'll get a listing of, uh, you know, all of these other, um, you know, other keyword phrases that have that word in it, um, and, uh, and it's arranged from top to bottom, uh, you know, in, in uh, you know, the search of volume uh, from highest to lowest. Um, you know, so that's that's kind of a neat tool to find out what people are actually searching for, and you'll find some goofy phrases in there that don't look right. Um, you know, so obviously with tools like this, always kind of take a measured approach. But um, that's one to achieve what. Go ahead. Yeah, I have a question. Is there um, should you have twenty keywords? Should you have a hundred keywords with mm -hmm. your meta tags? You know, should is there a, um, a you know a Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, with keyword phrases, you know, again, think about each page of your website as keyword optimized. Optimized for a specific phrase or, or a handful of phrases. So, you know, maybe what you go do is you look at your keyword tracker and find out the various ways that somebody, you know, searches for something like office furniture. You know, um, and then you you know you figure you know that people are looking for used office furniture and they're looking for you know uh, you know office furniture Chicago and uh, so on and so forth. Um, and then you would basically put those phrases together, separated by commas, you know, in those meta tags. And I would only suggest you know putting a handful of them. Five to ten keywords is plenty. Anything more that is just keyword stuffing and it's not worth your time. Again, you're diluting your efforts. Um, but for each page of content, make sure that um, you know if uh, page one, you know page or whatever, the first second page down from your site is about you know office chairs. You know, then you're going to find all the phrases associated with that and stuff your keywords. You know, in your in your uh, meta tags, your title, your content, and support just a handful of keywords and keep your efforts focused. You know, Absolutely, you know, it's a great tool out there for the keywords, right? Uh -huh. have, you, have you ever been to Ed Guru? Ad Guru. Ad Guru. A D G O O R O O. It actually yeah. lets you check out what your competitors' keywords are. Mm. <laughs> this way, you know that's what wonderful. you're bringing into their page. I, to one, there's some great tools, but that there's a beauty for the keywords. Oh, that's is that a free tool? It's a, yeah, it's a website. Paid? Okay. Oh, go up great. and you, you can you can set yourself up on that as a it's it's a great tool. There's a bunch of them. Google Google uh, provides some other tools uh, that yep. they offer. It's not Othello. It begins with no. I forget what it is. But you can go there and and put up a word like uh, shoes, and it mm -hmm. will come up with a hundred different variations of what people have searched for with the word shoes in it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. How many? Uh, Ryan, could you could you put some of those links up? Um, could you take the, as as an action item, if you would, to put yeah. those in our uh, an area, re, our reference area, our general yeah. reference area? That would be really helpful, I think, because then we can and and as we find other ones, um, put them there. Because I think a, a few tools like that, just to get going and do a first pass on what you're putting together, is mm -hmm. uh, you know. Um, a good thing. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, well, we've uh, we've <laughs> rambled quite a bit about uh, scripture and optimization. Two minutes, yeah. Yeah, and uh, let me just let me just kind of close with this. You know, it is a real art form. It, you know, I mean, it's a science and an art form, and the information is out there. Uh, you know, so just do a little bit of research. Um, you know, go find the, the keywords that are appropriate to your business, and you know, and, uh, and definitely reach out to us. Uh, you know, and let us know if there's anything we can do to clarify the points. You can always reach us uh, over on the, the webuncovered.com. Uh, so with that, uh, do you guys have any closing uh, comments, thoughts, uh, anything you've uh, done this week of, of uh, <laughs> anything exciting or relevant to our listeners? Nothing. <laughs> oh no, I thought I thought Rick was going to talk about. We were looking at his resume. Talk yeah, yeah, about, yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Actually, I was thinking about how to how to put that together. But yeah, exactly right. We, we were talking about having a terminology section, and the yeah. terminology I was talking about were acronyms. I hate acronyms. You never know what you're talking about today. It could be anything nowadays, okay? Uh, well, there's one that we were looking at on my resume. It was BCP and what that stands for. And a lot of people, when you clarify, when you want to set, very much like what we're talking about here, when you want people to find you, all right, you're going to put certain terms in your resume. Uh, they're going to want to see that you know SLA, you know, uh, for for a service agreement. So you, or they want to know that, that you're a PMP or, uh, or perhaps that you understand business continuity planning as in BCP. Uh, I would love to start doing this regularly and bring up the bring up an unusual uh, acronym that's out there today. That's uh, sure. that that's what it was. It was BCP, Business Continuity right. Planning. And mm. I couldn't, I didn't know what he meant by. It. He had another one, PMP, and I thought it was oh PMI, which is Project Management right. Institute, which I know. I knew nobody else would know because they don't even know when I tell them what it is. So, yeah. you know, so it's I, I think for for resumes especially, or I guess even any web content that you're writing for, write it out. Yeah, um, exactly. Well, who's going to be searching? Yeah. They're going to search for BCP and they're going to search for business continuity. Yeah. yeah. Make sure those oh, words right. are reflected in your, uh, in your page. That's a great point. Excellent. Uh, all right. Well, Mildred, uh, what, down to the last 30 seconds here, I assume? No, I, I think I'll work on this and I'll I'll try those tools and come up with more questions for our case study because I think okay. it's uh, it's really relevant here as far as um, okay, I think we're Excellent. done. Okay. All right. All well, right. thank so you so Rick, much for joining us, guys. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, thank Rick. Um, send me send me a copy of what you you know what you revise and then I'll do a, a final revise on it too. But True. it almost seems to me like the payback. Instead of doing the LinkedIn blog, is blogging on Blog Talk Radio. Yeah, I agree. I'd rather centralize anyway. There's too many blogs out there, and, and you're yeah, absolutely I right. Yeah, I just, I think we get a bigger payback from that. Yeah. So uh, another good, um, another good talk next week. Maybe we could talk about uh, blog tactics and what you take, because you you have a very good point there about setting aside time aside. Mm -hmm. Great, yep. great topic for our show. How to deal with the blog. Yeah. And this way yeah. we can use it. We can use it. Yeah. So Absolutely. we can post it, and we post it places, and then we can say, like, links and see. Okay, so on LinkedIn, on LinkedIn, do we put it on LinkedIn? See, Rick doesn't have a page, but I've got pages. So should Rick have a page? I was wondering about that, so, uh, you know, so that he could be pointing to it instead of just his LinkedIn profile page. Hmm. 
there a you know, I mean, if, if a page, then? you know, I mean, it's a great point. I mean, if if a page, because I don't know one way or the other, if the page is indexed by the, you know, by the search engines, then yeah, that's that's absolutely where you ought to uh, point your links to. And, and that's another point that I could have made uh, live there is that, you know, inbound links aren't just about pointing at your home page. You know, it's about pointing at specific content and using, you know, uh, keyword anchor text that supports that phrase. I mean, there's just this is just a sea of information that goes into. Oh, I'm telling you, because it's changed so much. Because there's all of a sudden there's so many things pointing all over, and mm -hmm. it's like, where does Twitter fit in? Is I didn't even want to say that. Oh, I figured, you know, yeah. but uh, yeah. I'm serious. I mean, when it comes to this, where is your time spent best? Is it on your website, or do you just put some stuff there? It's not, you know. But and have your blog and blog so that your blog goes there. You uh, know, I, I honestly, I I do say I, I not that we can you know have total answers, but I think it's it's uh, interesting to try and figure this out. Um, it's not yeah. going to take a link. It's not going to it's not going to find the link on your page and jump to that link. The spider is would not do that. The mm -hmm. spider is. Basing your your rank on integrity, rank basing your page rank on integrity, so it's mm -hmm. going to look for the exact terms that you that it, that people are looking for. The the mm -hmm. more logical ways of representing it you have in your page, the higher up you'll come on on the search. Yep. Yeah, so I'm integrity. just, but I didn't. I hardly did anything but put Keller Williams Greater Nassau in those little intro paragraphs I had on Blog Talk Radio. Okay, six, eight mm. weeks now, and I was like coming up number one and number four. Yeah. Keller Williams, Trader Nassau. Yeah. You know, oh, hello. Another, I want to know what the hell well, I did. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. Here's one way to really sum that up. And it, you know, when you think about um, you know search engine optimization, trying to fight your way to the top of the uh, you know the search, uh, you know, for a particular phrase, the first thing you want to think about is keyword supply versus keyword demand. Okay, so. You know, you know. I encourage you to do some, you know, something for me and go type in, you know, uh, the phrase that you had just, you just said. Well, well, Keller Williams. Well, whatever the phrase was that you came up for, and then go take a look at. Yeah, Keller Williams would have brought up one or two as well. You can. The point is that it's the words and the way they search now. And Keller is a big word. Williams, big word. The shorter they are, the more competition they have. The bigger they are, the less competition, so the further up you're going to come on that ranking. And Keller Williams, think about it. How often are you going to find Keller Williams? I'm, I usually just look at the number of responses to the search to determine whether that's it's right. And that's the keyword, yeah, and that's the, and that's the supply, essentially. Yeah, but it the was number. the specific Keller Williams Greater Nassau, which is our hmm. office, our market center name. And How do you I wasn't spell Nassau? How do you spell Nassau? N-A-S-S-A-U. It's for Nassau County. Keller Williams Greater Nassau. Okay, give me a I'm right in front of the computer right now. Okay, the the a number of uh, results that Google returns is fifteen thousand nine hundred, which is like it, next to nothing as far as uh, you know page you know pages are concerned. Um, okay. So. You know, and so that's the supply. It's much easier to fight your way to the top, you know, the top of the search engines when there's not a whole lot of people out there fighting for that number one position. Okay. Now, if you say, if you say Keller Williams, just Keller Williams, the phrase itself, that's three million eight hundred sixty thousand. You know what yeah, I mean? So right. that but phrase is number one. one there. 
She's Keller Williams Realty is the number one response to Keller Williams. Keller Williams, Keller well, Williams Realty, Greater Nassau. That was the exact. And and all I I didn't do any very much to do that. I just had put it in the Blog Talk Radio uh, show. Right. Right. And not that much and not consistently. And I went, oh, Ange goes, did you know that? And I went, no, you know. Yeah. Because anybody who goes Keller Williams, Greater Nassau, looking for a real estate agent, my mm-hmm. link came up on the top. So That's great. I could, yeah. So, I, 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 you know, I went, hmm, wait a minute here. This to me yeah. seems powerful. Yeah. So, uh, well, Mildred, just from a, you know, just, uh, you know, from the standpoint, of, uh, you know, people actually searching that sort of, you know, that, that particular phrase. Have you had anybody come to you that say they found you on Google? Sometimes people call me and they say, I found you on the Internet. And yeah. they, okay. they, don't, they don't know how they got there. And it's like, yeah. I'm busy getting their information. I'll worry sure. about how they got there in the next, you know, set the conversation. Well, that's because as long as you get to that conversation, you know. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, and some people, you, they don't have any idea. Some people right. have no idea. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I was looking around and I, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, who knows? I, you, you, can't, you can't predict. Um, but anyway, sure. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work on these pages, and then what we'll do is let's do some analysis on them. I'll do my real estate page, and I'll do Kathleen's real estate pages. And then okay. let's see how we should analyze what's there to make it better, but do it as a show and as a training course. Okay? I like the idea of doing it as a training course. I think for, for the show purposes rather than, you know, spending the time uh, – well, here, how do I want to put this? Like, I, I think it would be better to show how somebody's done it effectively. You know what I mean? Like the end result as a show. Yeah, yeah we or, could do that, or maybe, but we could oh. still have it as, oh. as this way. If we had some slides, mm-hmm. then we put it up on YouTube as a movie, and now mm-hmm. we have a video. Okay, hello with Keller Williams. Sure. Hello, you know, <laughs> and then we put it all over the place. So um, right. there's a method to my madness here. Same thing, Rick, with your resume. This is a case study that we put up on YouTube. We put your resume up there. Here's some points. We do something, and you know, I think that would have you know, actually be nice exposure. Yeah. Absolutely. Sure. It's like these hot buttons for people, and then you're sending. That's why your page, maybe I think you know you ought to have uh, RickRavigno.com or something, and just we put up a page. It doesn't matter what it's in. Um, just so it points to it, and it can and have all your your LinkedIn profile, and and your Facebook, you know, put a page up in Facebook, um, you know, a public page, maybe a public page in Facebook, because everybody can get to that, you know. Yeah. So you you can post your stuff, and it's fresh, and you're you know, then you're. When you're talking to people, it's that soft sell stuff. But you know, you're you're still, you know, establishing your industry expertness. So. Oh, check this out. Okay. Mm-hmm. I searched for RickRavegna.com, mm-hmm. and the fifth page, the fifth search engine is "Welcome to the Neighborhood, New York." We will have Rick Ravegna, Ryan Gooden, and Mildred. Let me discuss yeah. the excellent way. That's good. I'm telling you, Blog yeah. Talk Radio, it puts you yeah. right up there. 
Yeah, that's great, man. That's really cool. Yeah, that tool I was talking about is Overture. Okay. Overture. Yeah, that's actually really old school, and I think I, I knew what you were talking about. Overture is not a term they use anymore. No, um, but it was it, hopefully for the people that understood the point. You know, that resulted yeah. in those keywords and what's the best mm-hmm. ones to use. You know, I, that was used a lot when you were into pay-per-click type uh, right, right. programs. Yeah. Um, you know, okay, so that would be a good thing. Like, what's what's a, a tool set? It, as you're doing this, you're putting together a first pass. What's a few quick tools to to get going? You know. Uh-huh. Um, so Ryan, that's your area of expertise. So if you're sure. going to put some links on free stuff that we can use, and um, so uh, okay, good, cool. good. I think. Uh, because that guy, he did slides. He had slides with audio, and it goes on YouTube, and everybody's like, oh, you've got a movie on YouTube. Oh, you know, it's like, okay, fine, okay, whatever. You know, <laughs> if that's the hot button, so we do it, you know? So, anyway. Yep. yep, absolutely. Okay. All right, so let's, we'll do three movies by Friday. There you go. Okay, that's all. Cool. Talk to you guys cool. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Okay. Talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Yep. Bye now.